You're listening to Those Girls with Arthritis podcast. We are your hosts. I'm Bree. And I'm Becca. Through this podcast, we hope to give a more personal view into life with chronic illnesses. Share with us, learn with us, and grow with us. Welcome to Those Girls with Arthritis. Hey guys, welcome back to Those Girls with Arthritis. It's a special Warrior Wednesday episode, but um, as always, this is Bree. I'm here with Becca, and then we'll introduce our special guest, Lauren. Hi. Hey y'all, it's Becca. So, oh, you're fine, Lauren. It's totally good. <laughs> um, I just needed to jump on and just talk about how excited I am to have another Warrior Wednesday. And Lauren, if you want to introduce yourself now um, so everyone can know who you are. Okay. So hi, I'm Lauren. I live in New Jersey. Um, I'm currently um, in my master's program at Rutgers University where I'm going for applied psychology and I have had arthritis since I was four. Oh, wow. Um, Was your original diagnosis um, JRA then? Yeah, I was diagnosed with JRA when I was four, but I started showing symptoms when I was like two. Um, And I was so young. So like, I didn't remember any of this, but like my mom told me all of the original symptoms and everything. It's always so crazy to me talking to people who were diagnosed that young because I was diagnosed at 13. So like, I kind of remember a lot of it. Um, so like it's always interesting to hear the side of it where like you kind of always have been living with this right like that you remember Lauren so like what um I don't, like I don't know like what do you like what was like what do you know about your early diagnosis process and all of that yeah so when I first got diagnosed like my mom was the one who tells me the story all the time um but she told me that I always complained as like as early as age two and I couldn't ride a tricycle like that was the thing that was like big that was the biggest thing for her I couldn't ride a tricycle I started having a lot of pain and because my knees hurt too much and so um that started around age two and as I got older um at age four I had a big flare in my knee and that was what really set me over the edge and that's when we figured out I had arthritis um do you know like was it your pediatrician that was able to help with the diagnosis process did they refer you to rheumatology how did that work so from what I remember we told my pediatrician and then we didn't originally go to a pediatric rheumatologist we started with an adult rheumatologist and I remember going into his office being the youngest youngest person (laughs) and being so confused um, because I didn't know at, when I was so young why I was there. Um, but as I got older, I started to understand. And then we found a pediatric rheumatologist that really helped me to understand my diagnosis. And she was so wonderful. So it was really helpful. Oh, nice. Becca, did you see a pediatric rheumatologist at first or did you go to an adult rheumatologist? So I know, I feel like Sometimes I hear stories about how it took it takes a long time for people to get diagnosed. But I had a family friend who was a doctor who I don't think especially was rheumatology, but I think 
he was involved with that somehow because he was the one who saw me playing basketball in like elementary school. And he, and he was like, I don't think that's growing pains. You should go to a rheumatologist. So he told my mom where to go. And then we ended up doing a pediatric one because I live in Atlanta. So I was very fortunate that there was one like within an hour drive from me. But um, Lauren was the reason why you went to an adult rheumatologist because there wasn't a pediatric one near you or did it just kind of happen that way? I think for me, it was, it just happened that way. Cause I live in New okay. Jersey and I'm so close to New York city. And so yeah. actually throughout like my ch- childhood to young adulthood, I saw um, doctors in New York city at, at like HSS at Hackensack in New Jersey for a while. And now I have a different rheumatologist, but um, I was really fortunate that even at my beginning, even when I first got, do- got diagnosed, um, I had a lot of support from this adult rheumatologist and we eventually found a good pediatric rheumatologist who explained everything to me. That's great. I feel like it's hard to find a good, uh, as an adult, like in the adult yeah. world, you know, it's hard to find a good adult rheumatologist to like, who has like good bedside manner and like everything like that to find a good adult rheumatologist that works well with a child must you guys like hit the got the gold mine right there um so you're super lucky with that um has did anything has anything changed with your diagnosis since you were diagnosed at four so for me my journey with arthritis with medications was really, really challenging. I don't know about you guys, but I had a really (laughs) hard time and still am having a hard time trying to figure out what medications work best for me. Um, I found out really, really early on, I'd been on um, a few medications, but when I was in elementary school through middle school, they started to put me on other medications like Enbrel and Humira. And I ended up having really bad allergic reactions to those. And we found out very quickly those types of biologics didn't work for me. So ever since then, um, it had been a real balancing act trying to figure out what medications worked. And for a while, I was doing really good on a couple medications, on methotrexate and Remicade. And that was a really good combination for me. And then uh, my rheumatologist at the time wanted me to try going back on Humira. And so we did that and I had a really bad allergic reaction. And then we took a long break from meds because that was a lot. <laughs> yeah. 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 Allergic reactions are really scary. Um, I've had a few ones to like different biologics and things like that. Um, and it's like not a fun time, but that's um, I'm cl- like, are you, have you found a good group? Have you found a good, what the heck word am I looking for? Have you found a good, like, <laughs> routine of medications now or are we still are you still looking for something we're still looking right now I'm on I'm back on methotrexate I've been off and on it for about I feel like over eight years I had been on it when I was younger and then Mm -hmm. consistently on it for a while and then off and on on, off and on back and back and forth so it took a while and now we're back on that and that's the um, that's the only medication I'm on at the moment. Okay. So we're still figuring it out. I would love to hear. So I just started back on methotrexate like a month ago as well. 
Um, and I'm doing the injections again. I had been on the pills a few years ago, but the side effects were too harsh for me to like manage that. Um, so we're giving it a try again with the injections and it's going much better. I just, um, if you've you've been on it for, you know, on and off for years, how do you manage the side effects and things like that with methotrexate? It's super tough. I really don't love methotrexate. I like it because I know it helps me, but I really hate it. Um, I Right now, I'm on the injections. I was on the pills for a little while, and I felt like that was so much worse than the injections. It's horrible. Yeah. Um, I'm doing okay with the injections. I actually just got one of the um, acupressure point wristbands to see if that would help me, like the Noja oh, cool. ones. Mm-hmm. And I just test tri- trialed it yesterday. And I don't know. It just felt nice. Like, I don't know, the little pressure on my wrist. It was nice. But yeah. um, on methotrexate days, like on the day that I do it, I do it at night. The next day, I let myself relax. I make sure it's like a weekend so I can just sleep. I can do what I need to do because it hits me even on, with the injections. It hits me really hard. And it yeah. can be a really tough day. Yeah, I feel that too. I've been trying to like learn my like methotrexate routine kind of and every week is getting I think a little bit better um are you doing the auto injector or the say I'm on the auto injector right now too I love it yeah better I I'm on the auto injector before when I'd been on it previously I had been on the auto injector but before that my dad used to have to do the like syringe injection for me. Yeah. And I could, uh, oh my goodness. I get like chills thinking about it because I can handle the auto injector, but seeing the syringe and the little vial, it's just something about that is so much more disturbing in my head. And it's just oh, totally. With the auto yeah. injector, you can't even see the needle. I know I texted Becca the first time I did the auto injector. I was like, I'm so happy that like, kids now have this instead of what we went through with those freaking Becca you want to tell your orange story yeah so when I was younger my mom went to the school nurse with me and we would were practicing on an orange because we had to do the syringe and I'm practicing my mom's like stabbing the orange I'm like you are not coming near a needle with me she was just like stabbing it over and over my mind but it's nice that like being able to be independent and have it for your like give it to yourself um I've never done the methotrexate well just kidding I guess I did because my mom was doing the orange I can't remember if that was for that one or for embryo because they didn't get the auto injectors till I was in high school but I remember my methotrexate pill was super super tiny and my dad would like try and hide it in like mashed potatoes or my pancakes or something like that and I still can't drink diet coke cherry at all like I cannot (laughs) have any yeah see I feel like everyone has that one drink that like triggers them of thinking of methotrexate you know it's great for me I can't do it I cannot I tried sprite zero last week and I just could not I took a sip and I was like I can't do this yeah, yeah, I can't. I can't even smell cherries. I get like nauseous. I'm like, get away from me! I always feel so bad. So like, I'll. I've been putting like trigger warnings on my Instagram story when I post like my methotrexate because some people literally see like the yellow like liquid thing and they're like, that literally yeah. just gag. And I'm like, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Fair, fair. We're all just sitting here gagging. Yeah. <laughs> I used to hate the color yellow, like absolutely hate it because of methotrexate. Like I couldn't look at it. I couldn't look at the like injection itself. I would freak out. It just, oh. Uh, yeah, it's crazy because it does it does help a lot of us with, you know, RA and these different types of arthritis. But it's about like, I think like finding this past time I went on it, I kind of advocated for like a lower dose because um, I was like, if I'm going to do this, like, let's start a lower dose. So I actually take it. And so like we can actually give it a shot of me staying on it. So my side effects aren't as bad. Um, so I think it's like about finding what works for you. Um, and I also, I do mine during the week actually, because I don't want to lose like my weekend. So I do it on a, <laughs> I do it during the week and then like, no, like that day of work, like I don't have calls. Like if I need to rest, I can kind of thing. And it's just like a more relaxed work day. Um, but yeah, it's, it's all about balance with that one for sure. It really is. It really is. I tried doing it on a weekday last week and I learned very, very quickly that I can't do that. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody is so different with it. So Lauren, I know we talked about medicine now, but what about some of your like activity routines and things like did your arthritis affect you from participating in sports and like, did it affect you at school and class? Like, how was your experience growing up since you were diagnosed so young um, throughout your school years? Yeah. So along with arthritis, I also had um, issues with my spine and I had to have surgery on that. So my mobility was very, very different than it would have been, or at least that it could have been at some points. Um so on top of having arthritis, I also had like a back brace and I really had a lot of pain um, in my spine for a long time. Um, and so I couldn't do gym. I had to like sit on the bleachers or go to study hall, which made me really sad because I wanted to do it like everyone else. Um, so for a while, I could not do a lot of the activities that they wanted, that they that they had. Like I couldn't run. I couldn't do um they had in my at my high school high and low elements where you would like climb um I can't remember when, um what it was like rock rock walls and things like that and that looked so cool but I couldn't do it and I was always so sad because that looked so much fun um but for me I for a while couldn't do a lot of the things that I wanted to do um, but in senior year of high school, after my surgeries and after my back had gotten a lot better, I kickboxed for a little while and it was so much fun. It was the first time I felt like I had control over what I could do. Like I was feeling okay. I still had flares, um, but I was managing them really well. I'd been on both Remicade and methotrexate at this point. So like medically, I was very, very under control with my arthritis and I had the opportunity to, um, I kickbox, I had the best time. They had you do like all the different activities, like the warmups, you were running around their gym and I felt good doing that. And that was one of the like biggest highlights of my senior year. Cause I felt so good. Um, yeah, That's I awesome. loved it. That's awesome. Um, I know after, so after high school, you went off to college and now you're in grad school. Can you tell us a little bit about 
what that experience was like? Yeah. So for me through college, I started having really bad flares again. Uh, like starting off in my freshman year, I moved to a new state. I, w- I went to Towson for undergrad and I absolutely loved it. But really quickly between the transition of moving and having all these brand new stressors on me and the fall and winter are my worst seasons. So I started to feel so much worse so quickly. Like it felt like a snowball. Um, and during that time, I had accommodations, but I didn't feel comfortable at first using them because it was this brand new place and I didn't know what I really needed. Um, Eventually I was able to figure out, okay, this is what I need extra time for assignments or um, um, the um, excuse of, not the excuse, but the... um, um, (laughs) I guess for me, the biggest help during undergrad was if I missed a day for appointments or flares, I had all that support in my accommodations. Yeah. I had the most amazing nurse practitioner. She helped me write these accommodations. She sat down with me before I went off to college and we talked through absolutely everything I would need. Even things I didn't think about. Like um she sat down with me and we discussed everything every single thing that could be helpful, even if I didn't think it would be useful, it made such a big difference, especially when I was actually in the middle of it. How did you get connected with that nurse practitioner? Was that from your doctor's office or, okay, that's amazing. It was, oh my goodness. She was one of the most amazingly supportive, wonderful people. And when I first came in to that hospital, I was in a really bad flare place. I was having really active flares, a lot of pain. And she would always sit down with me and explain everything. I mean, my doctors were amazing at hack and sack, but this nurse specifically, this nurse practitioner, um, she was so, so wonderful. And I love her. She was really great. (laughs) That's awesome. Um, And then now going to, so you graduated what last year? I did. I graduated. And now you're at Rutgers for grad school. Um, Did anything, did you move the same same accommodations over to the new school or how did that work? So for me, when it came to grad school, I actually, something that was new for me, I didn't have a car in undergrad. Mm. Um, I lived in a very busy college town, urban area. So I never needed a car. But now I work, so I drive to and from my campus to my job, and I also have classes, and my classes are all at night um, from like 3.30 to 9 at night. So I need that mode of transportation for myself. And in high school, I had briefly had um, a handicap placard, but for a while I didn't, I didn't know or felt, I didn't feel like I needed it. I kind of gaslit myself into being like, yeah, I don't need this, (laughs) but I did. Um, And so this summer I asked my current rheumatologist for one. And that has been the biggest accommodation that has helped my like academic and just overall experience so far. Having that placard making, it makes my life like going to and from my apartment to my car because my car isn't right next to my building. 
it's at least in the closest location that it can be. And it makes a huge difference for me. Yeah, I'm sure. And Rutgers is huge. So it's huge. Yeah, I'm sure that makes a big difference. Um, I You've said a few times about um, like having recent flare ups. Um, what does a flare like look like for you? Do you have a certain like joints that are really affected or are there other symptoms that come with it? Yeah. So for me, my flares, any and all of my joints um, right now, like within the past month, my knees, ankles, wrists, like all over my body have been really, really painful and really bothering me. Um, I also have costochondritis and that has been so bad these past three weeks. I feel like the change of weather, because now it's October, which is crazy, but the change of weather on top of I'm in a very new and very stressful environment. Yeah. Um, it's definitely made it a lot more challenging and I am feeling it a lot more. Um, I know that this season fall into winter is usually my worst. I usually have my most intense flare ups. And then on top of like physical pain, I'm so exhausted. I, on bad flare day, sometimes I just like want to sleep all day. And just cannot get out of bed. Yeah. How do you get through like your bad flares? Do you have any like, I don't know, like tips or advice for everybody? Um. So I go to sleep literally as early as I can. If I'm <laughs> really struggling, I will just like, I'll shut down. I'll go to sleep. Um. I also try to be really proactive in what can I do to help myself before it gets really bad. So making sure I'm up to date on all my meds, um, making sure that I am preparing. Sometimes I'll do like meal prep so that I have food already. So I don't have to worry about cooking if I feel a really bad flare starting to happen. Um, and also telling the people around me that I'm struggling helps too. Um, and that can be really hard sometimes because I don't want to always be like, yeah, I'm having a bad day. But when I do like, my parents, my family, my friends are such big support that when I know I'm having a moment, I can, I can tell them. And then I can have like that extra support that I might not be able to give myself in that moment. That sounds like you have such a great community of people. Um, Has it always been like that? Did you struggle to share how you were feeling um, with others? Like, how did you find that sense of, I don't want to say comfort, acceptance insert I I don't know what word I'm looking for there but um how did you feel that sense of community I guess so my parents like I'll start with like my family my parents and my sister are the best support system in this entire world my mom has taught me so much about being an advocate for myself like from my, from literally my youngest memories of having arthritis, she was always the one who would be like, you can do it. You're okay. Like you've got this, like having someone else in my corner being like, yeah, you're, you can do this. Even if you're having a tough moment, uh, she knows, like it means the absolute world to me. Like, I feel like that's also where I've gotten a lot of my advocacy and strength was from her being like, yeah, I know you can do this. You can do it too. And I'm so, I'm like so grateful for that. Um, and my dad, when I was really young and had to start doing all these meds and taking all these meds and starting injections as a kid, I was terrified. 
I used to be the kid that like hid under doctors, doctors exam room beds because I didn't want to get a shot. Like that's who I used to be. I like, there's a story of me like hiding in a corner underneath a, a doctor's bed. Cause I was terrified. Um, my dad would literally be the one to hold my leg and help me do my injections. And he would hold my hand before every infusion. Like he can look at needles. My mom can't. So like she was emotional. My dad was physical. It was so helpful because I needed that support, especially growing up. And like my sister too, she just is so wonderful in being that support system for me. Like she's a person that will like, will make anything funny. Even the most tough situations, she'll make it funny. Like she'll find a way to make me laugh. And that, I think all those things really helped me like build up my own strength and how I feel about talking about arthritis and like how I feel about expressing when I'm having issues because I had that strong support system. And, um, I, I love them for it and I'm really grateful to them. Oh, I'm so all in my feels. I feel like I have that great relationship with my family and stuff too. And I know it took me a long time to get comfortable with sharing. But once you get to that point where you do feel comfortable, especially with the, your, like, I think I've said this before, like your family is your blood. Like they have to support you. Like, I don't know. That's just how I feel, but it's when they actually want to, and they care about you and you know, it's not just like a chore to them to support you. That's when I feel like you can thrive, you know? Absolutely. Um, and then I went to camp chat and I think I started, I think I started in middle school. It could have been late elementary school, but that was probably, probably the most influential thing of yeah. like my entire life. Lauren, can you tell um, people listening yep. what oh, Camp yeah. Chat is in case they don't know? Yeah. So I went to Camp Children Have Arthritis too. And it was the arthritis camp for the New Jersey, New York surrounding area. Um, and that camp is where I met some of my forever people. I love them so incredibly much. I talk to them all the time. We literally have a group chat. Like I still talk to them, even though I haven't been to camp in over five or six years, because I'm an adult now and I miss it a lot. Um, but I made some of the best connections. One of my best friends, we talk all of the time and she She's helped me through so, so much. We went on vacation together. Like we've done so much together, which it's so good having someone like that who really gets it. I get so jealous every time someone talks about camp because I refused to go to camp when I was younger. I was so mean to my parents about them even having the audacity to offer it to me. And I also like felt guilty because I'm like, I don't want you guys have to pay for me to go like to this camp far away for a week. I don't know anyone. I don't want to talk about my feelings. Like I regret it so much. So like all the people listening, like it's way more than that. And I think um, the fact that you've met these like lifelong friends there and that there's people that just like get it. Like they go through what you're doing every day because um, they're going through it too. It's just so powerful. I just, 
I get so jealous. I'm like, I want to go to camp so bad. <laughs> I know Becca, every summer Becca tells me that we need to go to camp. Um, and I'm like, okay, one of these, one of these summers you're going to find Becca and I at some random arthritis summer camp. <laughs> um, Lauren, I, for or Lauren and I were talking before we started and I went to Camp JRA and she's talking about Camp Chat. And a few years ago, they actually merged, right? I'm right about this. Yeah, they yeah. did. They merged. So um, it was the Pennsylvania camp and then like the Jersey, New York camp merged together. So um, I bet you we know some of the same people, Lauren, and we just don't even know it. Because some people went to both camps if they didn't overlap. Um, I never did that, but I know know a few people who did. So super cool that we have that connection too. <laughs> Wait, what was your favorite thing that you did at camp? Like, do you remember like one specific thing? Sorry, I'm just camp fangirling. <laughs> oh, right that's now, a good question. So. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh, there were so many things that I loved. Um, our camp actually took us to the movie theater one of the days out of the week, which was so much fun. We got, yeah, so we had um, a little movie theater day for the older kids. I think it was like early, mid middle school into high school all those kids got to go see a movie and then our last night they had like a little dance and that was probably one of the cutest things ever I had the best time and like all of those memories like going to the little dances and getting ready with all my friends I have all those pictures on my phone still oh my god it was the best that's so fun. We never got to leave. We never left camp really as campers, I guess. Um, but that sounds super fun that you guys did that. <clears throat> oh, it was so much fun. I loved it. What other ways have you been? In, are there any other ways that you've been involved with the arthritis community at all? Yeah. So in high school, I think it was in high Yes. In high school, I did the advocacy summit twice oh I cool think. I went in 2019 and I believe I went a time before that I think it was an earlier high school I need to check the dates but I absolutely loved that experience being able to advocate on such a like strong and different level than I do on my daily life I it was one of the coolest experiences I ever had I had the best time and my dad went with me both times and he was also such a big advocate. Like we spent time preparing beforehand and he took a million pictures like while we were meeting people. Oh. Um, and I, so yeah, I've, I love the advocacy summit. And then I spoke in 2016, I think that's the date. I spoke at the JA um, conference in Philly that year. And awesome. that was really cool too. I loved doing that because I got to meet so many people on the panel that I spoke at. It was such a cool experience. That's really cool. I remember when it was in Philly, I should have gone that year. I feel like our paths probably crossed. I've probably crossed at some I'm point. I'm sure they have. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. Um, for um, Advocacy Summit is what is the Arthritis Foundation when they take some, they like group people up and we, they all go to DC, right? And talk. Yeah to legislatures about upcoming bills and things like that they just yes. had that i know like a few weeks ago i was talking to some other folks about it it's awesome do you remember what the topic was that you talked about on the panel i think it was just my experience with arthritis i think i just shared a little bit about my story on my diagnosis and at the time like where i was at 
Um, I know I talked a lot about like my support system too, which is something I'll always talk about because I love my people and I'm so grateful for them. Yeah, that's awesome. I was talking to somebody this past week who went and they were talking to the person and they like shared their story or whatever. And they, they were like talking about the bill. And I guess the guy like looked at his assistant. He was like, is there a reason we're not like supporting this bill? And they were like, no, he's like, okay, we'll support it. And like, that was it. like all he like, <laughs> that's he heard the story, like saw the person and like, um, the same like two families I was talking with have gone the past two years and like almost are like building connections with these people. Like they remember them from years past and, um, are just like really building strong relationships there, which is awesome. Um, and it's just such a big impact when the legislators hear like real stories, um, mm-hmm. rather than just like companies coming at them and lawyers coming at them and, Bill lawmaker. I'm probably using all yeah. the wrong words here, but like <laughs> patients there, like it's so different. Um, so definitely that's also Becca wants to go to camp. I want to go to DC. So that's our bucket it's list. So cool. Yes. Oh my God. That is our bucket list. That's funny. <laughs> um, we talked a little bit about your like coping tools. I know community is a huge thing, but is there any like arthritis gadgets or anything like that that you love? Um, so not really a gadget, but something I really, really love about like the arthritis foundation, um, is the Jingle Bell Runs. I wanted to make sure I talked about that because that's, I, last year, was on the, um, like on the committee to help run it. And that was so much fun. I had the best time. I worked out with, um, the Maryland chapter because I was in Baltimore at the time for undergrad and, Oh my goodness. It was, it was like the best time I had friends from my hometown come down. I had my honors fraternity and I was in a sorority and an honors fraternity and almost every single member from like my honors fraternity came to the event, which was so, so cool to see so many people come to that walk because it took me a while to be ready to like talk about that in undergrad. And to have so much support and so many people come, that was one of the most like full circle moments for me. Um, even even my parents drove down all the way from New Jersey to um, Baltimore, which was so, so nice. Like they surprised me. I had no idea they were coming. And all of a sudden they were there. Like I turn and I see my dog. And Aww, I- That's so cool. Um, so a few, I guess, like rapid fire, like wrap up questions. <laughs> um, yeah. how do you feel about like your future, like your future plans for your career life, everything like that? Um, and your arthritis, like how does that fit into your puzzle? So I just, I really kind of take things day by day because I really don't know what things are going to look like every day. It's kind of different. Some days I wake up feeling great and then later it's a lot worse. So I feel like as long as I keep taking it day by day and remind myself like the worst will pass, that's been really helpful for me just to take like take a step back and look at it in perspective. Yeah, that's a great point. I know one day at a time is like my favorite mantra just to get me Mm -hmm. through the tough spots. Um. Let's see. So the next question we had, um, a lot of people go through really hard times. Um, 
when they're first diagnosed with arthritis and throughout their journey and wonder why me, like, why did this happen to me? Um, I'm sure you've thought that yourself um, or I've talked a lot about it. Can you share like your experience with it or any advice you have? So when I was a lot younger, I used to like ask my dad that all the time. I'd be like, like, why am I dealing with this? Um, But he always like reassured me and reminded me that like, you have this because you can handle it. And that's something that's always stuck with me. Like even on my worst days, I remember like as a little kid, him telling me that. And that's been so helpful, even when I like do not feel it at all. And I'm having like my worst day. Like I know I can handle it and I know I can get through it. So that's been really like grounding to me. That's so inspiring. That's great. I feel like I need to get back to that habit of like repeating what other people have said to me, like different affirmations and things too. Um, And our last question, we always ask this to everyone who comes on to our Warrior Wednesday episodes. We feel like we're warriors because we're not fighting battles every day, but sometimes we are fighting battles every day with having arthritis. What makes you a warrior? I think for me, it's that it's the ability to help myself when I need that extra support and know that I have it when I need it, ground myself when I'm struggling. And I also allow myself, like if I'm struggling, I allow myself to feel it. Like for a while, I used to just push it down or like get really upset and not talk about it. But for me, I really like being open. And I think that's a big thing, big way that I'm a warrior because I'm able to express how I'm feeling and be honest with myself and other people when I'm having a bad day. I love that answer. I don't think we've gotten an answer like that before. And I really like it <laughs> um, because it's hard to like be honest and share with people a lot of the time, but it's like can be so helpful um, to do so. So that's awesome. Um, was there anything else that you wanted to share with us before we wrap up or share with us and our listeners before we wrap up? Um, I'm just really, really happy that I was able to talk to you guys and I've been really excited for this. So thank you. Oh yeah, of course. We're so happy to have you on. Thank you so much. You're such a positive, um, person and I just love being able to hear your story definitely inspiring and I feel just all the feels right now so thank you for taking the time out of your day and um, sharing your story with us and with other people I think it'll definitely inspire other people listening as well too of course thank you for listening be sure to subscribe to our channel so you never miss an episode We encourage you to share our podcast with others. And if you enjoyed listening today, please make sure to let us know. We always want to hear from our listeners. You can reach us on Facebook and Instagram at Those Girls With Arthritis.